The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning for our health and wellness show. And uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. In fact, if you go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can watch the live version of the show. And uh, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio and one that's not. Uh, <laughs> and you can uh, also watch the live video feed on our Twitter account at FPPTim, our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL, our YouTube channel at B Dean Sons of Liberty, BeforeIt'sNews.com, and DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. You can also find us on Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.Life at Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media. Now, before I bring Nurse Kate on, <laughs> Totoro is going to do this. We're going to bring you her acting role here. She is. A, <laughs> she put out a video this week that was a takeoff of what we did last week. It was a little comedy. I don't know how how long this little uh, comedy stunt was that was done up in Canada on vaccines. But she put this out. She said she she nicked it from me uh, from the thing, and she did her own. And um, so I want to share that with you before we bring her on. It, it runs about four minutes, but she's got about forty two. She's got a little over forty two thousand views on this thing. So, and for those of you who are listening, you'll be able to hear it as well. I see it. Here is <laughs> Nurse Ratchet in Bill Gates's Vax Test headquarters. Hang on. Hello and welcome to the Bill Gates Vax Test headquarters. And I'm going to be showing you today exactly what we make in our vaccines. Uh, and the one that we're rushing through only, it's going to be just 18 months. So we're going to be cutting some corners, safety corners. But um, this is for all of you because you've got completely rubbish immunities. And babies have got no immunity at all. So come on in and let me show you. Let me first introduce myself. I'm a nurse ratchet. Yes, you did see me on the movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but I kind of got binned. And, and here I am now working for Bill Gates' Vax Test headquarters. I just would like to say at this point that we, we do have some amazing scientific work because all of the scientists and the doctors that were in the death camps in Nazi Germany, they all came to work for us after the war. Perfect. Come on in, let me show you. 
Okay, so what's in that? Oh, well, here we are. Well, we've got some phenol. Now, Hitler loved phenol because it explodes the cells and causes instant death. And we've got some urea, and we use urea in abortions, therapeutic abortions, mind. The same ones that actually they use on 20-week fetuses in, uh, I think it's China. And they take them out in the sacks, and they harvest the kidneys and the liver so that they can use those in new vaccines. Because the immortalized cells in the vaccines that are here, they just keep causing cancer every time. Dreadful. Anyway, we've got formaldehyde which cross-links proteins it kills you basically it kills your cells and you might remember from your school days when you used to pickle things in it and all of those jars in med school where they pickle organs in it that's in it and then we've got some mercury mercury is fantastic it accumulates in the brain and it causes dementia and it poisons you and you might remember the term mad as a hatter and that was because all those people that use the stiffening of mercury for the hats they went mental. And then we've got some aluminium, also cumulative, goes to the brain. It also settles in all the soft tissues and settles in the gut like shrapnel. So it sets up inflammation, makes holes in your gut. But that also causes dementia as well. So don't worry about living through the effects of this because you'll all have dementia and Alzheimer's. We've got potassium chloride. I particularly like this one because it's used in, in executions, chemical executions. We've got some of that. And we've got some fetus DNA, some immortalized cell lines, some chicken, hamster, monkey RNA DNA. Then we've got some mold, we've got some fungus, we've got the immortalized cells, like I said. So let's get it all in. Come on in. So we're going to shove all this. Oh, yes. Let's get it all in. It's all so good for you because you've got no immunity and you really, really need this. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. Fill your boots. Fill your boots, bit of mercury, get it all in there. And there it is, nice and ready to boost your immunity, because don't forget you've not got any. And uh, these viruses are going to kill you. There you go, suck it up, fill your boots. You want what? me to drink this? Yeah, what's your problem? It's poison. I don't want that. Ugh. I've got an idea. Let's inject it. Yes, 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 yes. Evil genius. Oh, hang on a minute. Before we do you, what about those babies that have got no immunity whatsoever? Good idea. Fantastic idea. Give me your baby. There you go. Oh, you've dropped his dummy. Well, folks, I think you've kind of got it. It's a spoof. But it does sort of say it. That is what is in these vaccines. It really is. And if you are under any illusion, I just told you the ingredients and what they do. It's poison. It's going to destroy your health. It could kill you immediately in anaphylactic reaction, but it's certainly going to kill you long term. So we just want to say, Bill Gates' organisation... Say no to the prick. All right, and that is Nurse Kate and... <laughs>
<laughs> as Nurse Ratchet, I should say. And uh, Kate is this morning. Oops, I've got other videos. Uh, I hate when Facebook does these things and they just shoot to some other video. Uh, that was Nurse Kate as Nurse Ratchet, and she is with me this morning. And uh, good morning, Nurse Kate. How are you? Hi, good morning. Good. I've got to set you up here real quickly to add you to uh, the screen. And um, let's see, because we're on a little bit late, so we're going we're gonna to bring her up so everybody will see who is speaking. And um, all right, so not only – now, you've had, a, you've had a pretty exciting week. We're going to get into this issue of being in a toxic world but not being of it. And I sort of took that a little bit from the Scripture where it says we're to be in the world but not of it. And part of that is um, even how we conduct ourselves and in, in what we eat and how we look after our bodies that God's given us and all these all these kinds of things. But you've had a you've had a pretty exciting week this week because not only have you done that, um, you're you're getting in all kinds of trouble over there, which is a good thing. Stirring up things. Um, uh, Bradley says if you want to um, uh, affect the future, you've got to trouble the past or trouble the present. And so um, you've been doing some of that, but you also got a, a great invitation this week that you're pretty excited about. And we're going to have this up in the archives of the show after the show this morning. But you want to tell people what went on with that? Oh, do you mean when on the Camelot TV? Yes. Yeah. So uh, so John Mappin set up Camelot TV and and to give a voice and he would like truth on there. And there's some very um, connected people on there. They're... Um, you have the Duke of Marlborough on there, lots of people. So I was asked to speak about basically everything that was going on and, and a lot of the, their, their friends, if you like, and the people that are involved with them, um, Scientologists, uh, the evangelists, they've got a lot of Christians, they've got a lot of Jewish people all watching. Um, his wife is a very beautiful Russian lady. And they're very, very concerned about um, the possibility of mand mandatory vaccines with this poison, who wouldn't be, and having our temples defiled. And also that they weren't aware of this event 201, which I believe was at um, John Hopkins, where they staged with Bill Gates. Bill Gates is always in the mix somewhere. He's just like the, the gift that keeps on giving that bad smell. Um, and they had an event that was indeed this whole virus pandemic that would lock everything down. So they, they're all kind of awakened on board and they gave me a platform to actually just speak the truth. And, and we know all about Ofcom in the UK, um, even when presented with evidence and facts and scientific papers and peer reviewed studies, it's still discounted as not being the truth. Uh, and now in the UK, everywhere, I had a teacher contact me who's teaching other teachers and on all the police websites, they're talking about conspiracy theory is now classed as radicalization and it will indeed be taught on the school curriculums and the police have on all their Facebook pages and everywhere on all their um, sites saying, if you know someone who is a conspiracy theorist and they're radicalized or being radicalized, a family member or a friend to get in touch with them. So I, I wasn't aware that when speaking the truth, even with facts, became um, a conspiracy or a theory. Those two words are actually a dichotomy. Um, conspiracy means, you know, a group of people in a room to, to um, divert the truth. Well, a theory would, would have to be something that's based on the truth. So it's, it's quite odd. But the fact that they're now calling that radicalization. So this poison and filth 
goes, uh, trickles down right from the top in what's now a very unlawful act, this unlawful lockdown. Yeah, and we've been put we've been putting out some stories on that here in the States as well. And I know there are some people over in the UK, you guys are building up to to protest a lot of that stuff too, which is great. And we want to encourage that. In fact, um one of the things that was the neat thing about uh the the interview that you did there. Um what am I to call that guy? He's the Duke, he's the Earl, he's what is Oh no, um <laughs> you've got John Mappin. John okay. Mappin who who is from Camelot Castle and okay. he has Camelot TV, but his good friend, of course, was the Duke of Marlborough, um, uh, was on there. Uh, sorry, the Duke of Blenheim. I think, no, it's the Duke of Marlborough. Do forgive me if I've said it all wrong, his grace. Um, but these are all people that are just sort of waking up to it all, and they can see what's happening. I believe that John Mappin is a close friend of Donald Trump. Okay. All right. So the, but the, this guy, the neat thing was when, when he brought you on, they seemed like they were just down to earth people that I saw in the, in the oh, interview. lovely, lovely people. Yeah. Lovely but people. they said you are one of the leading voices now in, in Britain, right? I mean, they're, they're saying you're one of the leading voices of influence there regarding this issue, uh, with the coronavirus stuff, uh, uh, speaking out against that. And then also the issue of the 5G and things. So he, he really looked, they really looked highly to you. I guess they had seen some of the things that you had done and stuff. And so what we wanted to do this morning, I was just going to do that as an introduction for people of some good things that had happened this week, uh, was to help people because this is going to be a health and wellness show. And your expertise is in those things. You've been a nurse of 35 years. You're a nutritionist for what, seven years? Uh, yeah, a pers- personal nutritionist. I've got a diploma in personal nutrition. People kind of get hung up on what your credentials are and what governing body you sure. you belong to. And of course, all those things now, for me, you know, a lot of what I was taught, you may as well just throw it in the bin. <laughs> and I've had to unlearn. So, so you know, we can have a professor with all these letters after his name, but it doesn't mean anything. It just means he's possibly bought into an institution and sold his soul so he can spew out the same lies. So um, don't get too hung up on I'm, There's some of the most amazing people I know who've got the best information ever don't have a single letter after their name. No, I get that. I get that. Um, what I, my whole point in doing that was if there are people who do come along and they look for that, I want them to know, look, you've already done the stuff. You've already been through that. And you're saying, yeah, well, so this I'm is a, the way you're I'm doing it. I'm a registered it. nurse. I'm an independent yep. nurse prescriber. Um, obviously, I can prescribe within my um, clinical area of expertise which is um was aesthetics uh, cosmetics so uh, but my and my diploma is in personal nutrition but i have a absolute plethora of of knowledge on nutrition on how to actually heal a sick body and reverse disease and a lot of what you would learn um in the institutions for like dietitian um that's really not aimed at healing a body and reversing a disease at all so that's really what I'm geared up for. I just wanted to say, actually, just to correct in case it was um, um, a lot of the things are not uh, a lot of the um, what people are getting really cross at and talking about in the UK. It's not about um, demonstrating against the lies and tyranny. It's about us using the very laws that are the laws of our land mm-hmm. against those that are breaking the laws. So laws are being broken um, and we the people. There are laws as well. So we, we want to use those laws to, um, to protect us. 
Right. And and there have been some guys who've been doing that. We did one, we did the video yesterday of the MMA fighter down in Australia. And boy, I mean, he didn't he didn't get out of line. He didn't get upset. He just simply said, you guys are supposed to be doing this, this, and this, and you're not supposed to be here because I'm reading you this, that, and the other. And it was great. It was great to see somebody have the knowledge and be able to wield it. But when we're what we're talking about on here is there's some people who are going to be tuning in and they say, okay, you're telling me how I can build up my immune system to fight off disease and sickness and things of this nature. What's some practical things? Because I know that, you know, we're told, oh, well, you need to take this vaccine. Oh, you need to take this drug to deal with, you know, the latest thing is coronavirus. But the um, what are some things that people can do that are very practical for them to where they can begin to start to build up their immune systems so that they're not so sick or so often what what are some things that you would suggest for them uh, to start off with well the very first thing is 80 percent of your immunity begins in your gut so if your gut is damaged it doesn't matter how much of uh your supplements and everything else you're throwing down your neck it's not going to make any difference whatsoever so you must heal the gut and to heal something you've got to remove the insult so if you are um you know if you are if, if you are buying all your fruits and vegetables because you want to be healthy, but you're buying foods that are um, covered in um, pesticides, herbicides and fungicides, they're all already before they even make it to your table. First of all, they're going to be toxic. And second, they're going to be deficient in the very vitamins and minerals that you need. So if you go back uh, straight away to glyphosate, we all know what glyphosate is, that chelates zinc. So the plant can't take zinc up. And zinc is such an important mineral. And so if you're eating foods that are covered in glyphosate, then they're going to, be, they're going to just be missing zinc. 2.7 billion people in the world are missing zinc. And that's a very, they're all important. All of these vitamins and minerals uh, were um, put into the foods by, you know, the king, by God, our father, to feed us and keep us healthy. So, so that would be the first thing. You've got to remove all the toxins first. And that would be to eat an organic nutrient dense diet wherever possible and if that's quite difficult to do and you can't always get then you have to remember the clean 15 and the dirty dozen and everyone can google that so if something's got a thick skin on it like a banana a banana incidentally is a herb it's not a fruit but thick skin things like uh, melons like mangoes um, oranges then then you could eat some of that it's still going to be deficient but it's not going to have quite as much of these pesticides herbicides fungicides now the the foods that are going to be full of that, if you eat them, are going to be the thin skin things like grapes. Grapes have got a huge amount, over 78%, I believe, pesticides. Now, just let me remind people of something. Fungus on a plant, plants have their own way of dealing with fungus. So when you eat that plant, your body also then takes that on. You have your own way of dealing with fungus. Well, if they put an antifungicidal on a plant, that plant won't have it straight away. So there again, you see you're missing these essential nutrients. So that would be the first thing you're going to eat, a really nutrient-dense diet. The foods of today that are organic will be less nutrient-dense as the organic foods of 50 years ago. And not all organic foods are created equal. So you might be buying organic foods that are grown on a huge, big organic farm for the big supermarkets. And really the best thing would be to grow your own in small, small vegetable patches. And then you can really nurture it. So you, you would do that, you would grow those. And then again, um, you know, you don't want to be uh, feeding yourself or your plants with fluoride. Fluoride is, it's a um, heavy metal, chlorine, bromine, 
pushes iodine from the thyroid gland, drops your immunity. Lack of iodine in the human body is the biggest promoter of disease. But also what's really interesting about plants is when they're forced to grow in very heavy, heavy naturally fluoridated areas where you've got a lot of fluoride in the rock, those plants don't have as much energy in them. So um, when you're watering your plants, try and do it from a, a rainbow, you know, try and collect rainwater. I know one could argue about the amount of toxins in the rainwater, but what we're trying to do here is, is we're trying to do the best we can. So stop drinking tap water. Put a filter on your shower so you're not breathing it in or, or just have one of those really quick showers where you get in, get out. And in between, when you soak up, turn the water off uh, and then just, you know, rinse and get out. Don't have baths. Absolutely not in fluoride water, just soaking in it. And this is not a wetsuit. It's your skin. And what you put on your skin ends up in your systemic circulation, which then ends up in your liver and makes your liver completely toxic. So everything you, you put on your skin as well, you have to think about. That would be all your cosmetics. They have to be clean. All of your, all of your personal toiletries, your soap. There's so many clean products out there that are so much cheaper. Dr. Bronner's soap. You can wash your hair and everything with it. But uh, remember, even you know, your lipstick, for the guys that are watching this, if your chick's wearing a toxic lipstick, every time you kiss her, you're eating it. And, that, and it's really, it's one of the filthiest things that you could do. It's full of lead, which is another neurotoxin. So we're talking about, you know, what we put in our bodies and what we put on our bodies, they're toxic. And then we have to remember about the things that we, um, that we also toxic air, toxic environment. So that would be get out every day, get fresh air, go around the trees, get the ozone, open all your windows in a morning, even in the winter, get all your, I mean, we all remember having either teenage brothers or teenage sons. They're particularly the worst. I'm blaming the guys. But when you go in a bedroom of a load of teenagers that are on sleepover in the morning and you walk in there, it almost makes you gag. And it was Florence Nightingale who, during the Crimean War, she used to go in there and they used to open all the windows in the morning and they used to call it letting out the breath of the dead. And that's actually <laughs> true because as you breathe, you, you detox by sweating, yes. by breathing, by urinating, by, um, by uh, defecating. So all of your breath, you're getting rid of all that, those toxins from your body. So open all your windows in the morning. My mother used to do that and freeze us all out. And now I've turned into my mother as I've got older. I swing open all the windows in the morning and have the house freezing for an hour. So that also means all your electromagnetic toxicity. Turn your Wi-Fi off at night. Do not carry your phone on your body. If you go into your mobile phone, um, your iPhone, go into settings, go into about, scroll down to legal. It will actually tell you in there how dangerous it is to have it on your body. And Steve Jobs never let his kids have an iPhone. He just sold it to the rest of us. So don't have your mobile phone near you. Switch it off at night onto airplane mode. Don't put it onto your bedside table on next to your head because you're just getting all that streamed in. So these are all ways of taking away the toxicity first. And then you're going to completely replenish your body with everything that's good. Good, clean water, nutrient-dense foods. The rationale for juicing is that you're going to, you couldn't eat three kilos of carrots, but you could certainly juice them. And vitamin A that is in carrots is the immunity vitamin to boost your immunity. Now, going back to what I said about the gut, 80% of your immunity begins in your gut. Think about chelating those heavy metals from the gut that sit in the gut wall like shrapnel. And what do doctors call it? They call it colitis. Well, colon 
is the name for your for your part of your gut, which is responsible for absorbing all the fluids. Your ileum is where all the nutrients get absorbed. So itis is Latin for inflammation. So all they're doing when they give you a, a diagnosis of colitis is they're just telling you they're just telling you your symptoms, inflammation in your colon. And then what they'll do is they'll give you drugs to to try and help that inflammation, steroids, which steroids are just like, um, ultimately, the longer you take steroids, they actually inhibit, they stop your body uh, from having the ability to heal. So they're literally uh, like putting a Band-Aid on a wound, but not stitching it up or sorting the infection out underneath. So what you want to do is try and get those heavy metals out of the gut wall. And you can do that, you know, uh, cilantro, chlorella, spirulina, green juices, you can add zeolite. Um, I actually do sell pure body drops, which are for pulling the heavy metals out of the gut. So you're going to take away all that toxicity, stop adding to it, and you're going to detox all of those heavy metals. I do actually have a heavy metal video on my YouTube channel, uh, Kate Shemarani, Natural Medicine Toxic World YouTube channel. There's a heavy metal detox video on there. It's really short, really simple. You can watch it. It's free. Just watch it and learn. Um, so you're going to do those things and heal the gut and then you'll heal everything else. So when we talk about um, having um, a headache, it, it, a really important one to remember is you get a headache because you've got a head injury or your brain's toxic. And at night when we're sleeping, we now know that the brain um, has its own clean out system. So the body has the lymphatic system where everything goes into that. To get rid of it well the brain also has the glymphatic system which when we're sleeping all of this glymph fluid goes in and all around the brain tissue it actually goes in it's fantastic and the toxins are carried into that and that's why when you don't have enough sleep you wake up with that headache if you eat a lot of msg monosodium glutamate which kills your brain cells that's going to give off toxins as those brain cells die you get the headache what happens when we drink alcohol this is interesting it affects our brains. We get drunk. So there is your gut-brain link. It's linked. Uh, and for many, many years, doctors wouldn't say that, but there is a link between your gut and your brain. So brain health also comes from the gut. And we know that Wi-Fi opens the blood-brain barrier. So all these toxins that are piling into your body are ultimately going to go to your brain. And then once that goes, we've all had it because it doesn't matter how tip-top the rest of your body is. When your brain gets damaged, it's the end of the line. Yeah, I see that. There's a couple of things you mentioned there, and I, I just, if you can speak to it, uh, do so. When you talked about uh, getting away from fluoride water, uh, now where we are, <clears throat> where we are in in South Carolina, we're in a rural area, so we get well water. I realize that that's going to have certain contaminants too. But uh, it's a whole lot cleaner than what you're going to get in the city. And so when people go and they say, oh, well, I get uh, the Culligan Guide. That's who we have here. You know, they bring out the big five-gallon water thing. They sit it on the, the little deal, and you can get the water out of the dispenser. Or they get uh, the bottled water at the Walmart or wherever it is that they pick it up. Does any of that, should, they, should people be aware of that water? Because a lot of them say, well, we're, you're getting it from this city's water supply, and they put fluoride in it, don't they? Yeah, well, first of all, um, the problem with drinking out of wells now is our, our water table is saturated with glyphosate, which is carcinogenic, and it stops the plants. And I do know of um, one lady, Felicity Corbin-Wheeler, amazing lady. She lived on a farm 
uh, in Jersey and they had a well and her and her daughter and her son and her husband, they were drinking out of the well for years. And the, the Jersey Royal potatoes come from there. So the well water was contaminated with glyphosate and all the pesticides. Her daughter died aged 80, uh, 20, diagnosed aged 18, died aged 20 of cancer. And then Felicity was then to get cancer of the pancreas. Now, she survived by doing the Gerson therapy, and she's alive and well today in her 70s. So one would have to be quite careful and get your water tested. You can get a big Berkey water filter. You can get a distiller. A distiller needs to run on, on the mains on electricity. You can get a zero jug and a cup. If you're traveling, this is a zero water cup for sports for traveling. has the filter here. And I've tested that. You can put a... You could put, I actually have done it. I've put toilet water in this and I've put stream water in this. It's been really dirty. And then I've tested it through the filter and it's 100% clean. It's got zero contaminants. Problem with these is they're very expensive, the filters, and depending on where you are and how dirty the water is. So these are great for travel. They're great for if you're going on holiday, the jug. Um, the bottled water, one has to also be mindful that not all bottled waters are created equal. Over in the UK, we've got Highland Spring, which has a lot, it's much cleaner. But when I tested Highland Spring against my tap water and the zero water and the distilled water, it came out with over 200 on the, on the count of the contaminants, um, whereas the distilled and the zero had zero in it. Um, one ha also has to be mindful that when you mix um, fluoride with BPA, a plastic, it's responsible for then... Um, switching on so expressing over 138 genes and remember having a gene in your body doesn't mean that you're going to get sick that gene has to be expressed so there are some waters in the uk a lot of bottled waters i i remember going through them but you would have to check it some of them are really dirty you can google uh, clean clean uh, and they'll they'll come up there's lots of places that have done it and they'll tell you which waters are the dirtiest and which are the cleanest so, so you would have to really look at um, which ones are going to be best and do your best. And then when people say to me, well, I can't afford a distiller or I can't award, afford a Berkey, then just get a jar. And I know patients that have done this that have got nothing virtually. And they just keep putting, um, you know, you could put a pound coin, you know, you could put a, a couple of dollars in that jar. When it's your birthday or anything, get people to put money in your jar for you. And very quickly, you'll have enough for a Berkey water filter. And the filters last several years and you're going to have clean drinking water. And remember, we are water and it's one of the most important things. And just for those people out there that aren't breastfeeding and that are making their babies bottles up with fluoridated water and all the other toxins that are in it, it has a much more a pr profound effect on your baby's brain and your baby's developing body. And it affects every single organ in the body and it affects the skeleton. And then when you absorb all this, when you get older and you start to break your bone down as you become old, you get the insult all over again as all that's released. But going back to babies, there was actually a Harvard study, I, I believe, that was done in, I think it was 2008. And don't quote me on the date, but there was definitely a Harvard study. And so let's use their, um, when they call us conspiracy theorists, let's use their um, places and publications, you know, their big big hoo-ha places so will you it's a harvard study so we can use it that actually proved the effects and how it does indeed um exponentially drop the iq in developing children when you give them fluoride so that's really important if you're making your baby's bottles you are poisoning them if you're giving them 
heavily fluoridated water with chlorine in it and bromine in it. Okay. All right. No, I appreciate that. So people are just going to have to do their homework. And and there are also water filtration systems. I know we um, had a guy, this was years ago. It was pretty fascinating, but they have a whole system. I think reverse osmosis, I think, is one of them. It it may be something like that. I forget the stuff. It looked like a bunch of those things you put your your hand down in and it makes a shape or something like that. Uh, But he did the water there. You could take, you could see the difference in the water. You could taste the difference in the water. And they were proud of it, too. They wanted (laughs) <laughs> they wanted me to take out a loan for a small car on this thing. Um, but but I can see the benefits to those things now that I'm getting older. You, you say you start to see these things in your body of what you did. You get fluorosis of your skeleton. Yeah. And, uh, and then you become crippled very early on. You know, this starts happening. People are getting it younger and younger in their 40s. But the good news is when you take it away, it takes about three months to correct it, which is fantastic. So it, it is reversible. And, uh, and, and it's, if you think about it, it's the only time when our governments can completely medicate us without our consent. So it's illegal. It's medical battery in a court of law. They're medicating us, telling us it's for the health of the nation, for our teeth, which is a lie. And they're not getting our consent. And we're paying. In the UK, we pay for our water. So I, I object to being medicated uh, without my consent and paying for the pleasure along the way to be poisoned. Yeah, well, I think there's some people who pay for their water here too in the States, especially if they're in an apartment or they're in the city or something like that. That's usually the case of how things work. And part of the issue too comes in the toothpaste that we use. You were talking about, you know, I I don't have to worry about uh, putting that makeup on my face or the lipstick or any of that other, but um, because I'm not a primpy kind of guy. But uh, one of the things though is that the toothpaste Everybody uses. So my wife gets these Hello toothpastes for the kids, which don't have any fluoride. And uh, she got some interesting stuff the other week, which was Hello uh, Charcoal, (laughs) which when you brush your teeth, you smile and you've got nice black teeth and everything. And you're spitting black for like, I don't know, three or four times, whatever. But they don't have any fluoride and they look after those kinds of things. And then there's a number of other brands that people can get uh, as far as toothpaste as well. Um, what would be some other things that people need to look out? You, you give a lot of information here. What was some, if somebody says, okay, look, you gave a lot of stuff there. I got a lot of stuff to cover. I got the water. What would be maybe one or two things that are very practical that people could start to implement daily to at least take that first step forward in, uh, in correcting some of the stuff that maybe they've been, t- they've just grown habit of doing for years. Well, just I just want to just mention quickly about toothpaste. Remember, everyone jumps on the bandwagon when they know that we're onto them and they're poisoning us. They'll all jump on the healthy bandwagon. So when you see organic, it doesn't mean anything. Sure. Um, so also your toothpaste. Be very careful when you're buying toothpaste for your children that are non-fluoride because they'll often have MSG in them and sweetness, aspartame. You've got to be really careful. And they'll have colorings in them. You know, they'll have strawberry taste to them. You can brush your teeth with coconut oil. Cold pressed coconut oil, it's antibacterial. It will stop gum. If you've got a painful gums where you've got gum recession as you get older, brush your teeth with coconut oil and then rub the coconut oils all around the gums and it'll be fine. It will go. So what can you do to implement everything? Well, for people who've not got a lot of money and right now people are really struggling, let me tell you the best thing you can all do for your health. And it's free. Get out in the midday sun when your shadow is short and the sun is directly overhead with as much of your body 
exposed as possible. If you're black or you're Asian, so you're from a country where you would, your heritage is that you would be nearer the equator, then you really need to get even more sunshine. So you get out in the midday sun till your skin starts to change color. For me, that's about an hour. It's actually a hormone, vitamin D. Every single cell in your body has vitamin D receptors. If you don't have vitamin D, it doesn't matter what else you put in your body, you're going to get sick and you're going to get, you're going to die. So we do need to get out in the summer and, and even in the winter. And in the winter, you could take a supplement. Uh, and that's why for people that can't afford to take supplements as well, get out in the sunshine, expose your body all year round. And in the summer, soak it up, get your levels really high. Um, again, um, clean water. But also just you'll be surprised that when you clean up your house environment and you get rid of all these toxins, you'll have a lot of spare money because you're buying all these detergents, all these cleaning products to clean your house. And if you get rid of all of that and you just buy a great big container of, of white vinegar, you can clean your entire house with that. And, and these really cheap Coca-Colas and bicarbonate of soda tablets, you just throw one of those in your toilet pour the Coke in the toilet and leave it. It'll all fizz right up. Leave it for an hour, then just flush your toilet really cheap. And if you use soap nuts to wash your clothing, uh, a bag of about this size, you put four of these little nuts in a bag and you use them for four washers. You can put a little essential oil on it to make it smell. But that bag, and then you throw those in your compost bin because you remember you're buying organic now, so you can chuck it all in a compost bin. And that's going to be ready for when you want to start growing your food. But Though that bag of uh, soap nuts like this, if you washed once a day, it's only going to cost you six pounds. What's that? Eight dollars. You look how much detergent, laundry detergent costs you. It's extortionate. So you're actually going to have more money left to spend on fuel, which is your food. I see people going out and they spend so much money washing their cars, keeping it shiny, putting the right petrol in it, sending it to the garage to get it tuned up so it runs like a dream. And then they fill this vehicle, that's the vehicle that's going to carry you through life so you can experience everything else. They fill it with garbage. So, you know, it has to go right back. So get out in the sun, drink clean water, buy clean foods. And, and also what's really clever is for those that are on very low incomes, they've made the garbage food much cheaper than the healthy foods. And you just need to really start shopping around and getting really clever. Um, so, you know, you, you can, you can buy and eat, you, you know, one of the things when parents say, my children won't eat healthy foods, that's because they've not had it from the beginning and, and children will follow their parents. Don't put more than three different things on the plate. So you only need one type of vegetable and one type of, uh, like your potato or your rice, and then your protein portion, be it white fish or turkey or egg. Don't put too many different things on the plate. And, um, uh, and, get, and use herbs and spices to make it flavoursome. Apple cider vinegar, every house should have raw apple cider vinegar. It's cheap. You can get it in Walmart. You can get it everywhere. And you can make so many dressings with that. Flax oil, apple cider vinegar, put some herbs in it, some chopped garlic. And everything is tasty. Everything. And once you start you know, growing your food as well. Don't forget, if you've got a little bit of a backyard, get some chickens. Get chickens. They make great pets. They're wonderful. And you feed them on the stuff that's left over that you don't eat. And, and then you get their eggs. And when you love them, they lay more eggs. 
you can go and get some, you know, rescued chickens from a battery place, a couple of other chickens. Stop having your gardens and your yards for growing flowers and for having barbecues. Start using it to grow food to sustain yourself. Yeah, I think that's something that I thought about this morning is that, uh, you know, we, we came up, uh, Congressman Tommy, Thomas Massey, which we still haven't been able to, to acquire to come on the show just yet. But he was talking about uh, with these continued lockdowns, and, and it kind of reminds me, this is something we've talked about before, the lockdowns keeping the people in the houses, they're not getting the sunshine. This is the very thing that they, they one of the big things they do need. And he was talking about the longer these lockdowns continue, the the more we're running into an issue to where it's not just going to be an economic issue. It's going to be an issue where there's no production of food. And even just even the junk food that you, you get, yeah, is all that's happening. So people need to be. This is springtime. We're we're getting ready to head into summer here very soon, and this is a time where they can do it. And uh, there's a video. I'm going to try to find it. I'll put it in the archive because there's probably some people who live in areas where they don't have yards and things where they can grow things. And so there's. Oh. There's like pavements, there's pavers and all these other kinds of things around. And there was these Asian women who were planting in the middle of the pavers. It was the most amazing thing. They were growing cabbage and lettuce and corn out of these little, these little teeny, you know, places in between the pavers on the road. It was just amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, so There's people can do that. things. There's also, um, I, I believe they used it on the, in Gaza when they had food sanctions, a thing called aquaponics and uh, not hydroponics, aquaponics. You, you could have just a cupboard in your house and you could grow food and you grow it, you know, all right from the roof down you and, and you use clay, clay balls and, the only thing you can't grow is carrots, but you can, I've seen people that have got tubs with carrots growing in them next to their window. So they're getting light. People grow household plants indoors. And you know, when you're starving, you can grow other stuff. But um, I have a friend as well. And every piece of food she buys, she saves the seeds. So I've started doing that. She grew an avocado plant from a seed, just from a seed in her house. So it is, you can do it. We've just got to to go back to doing that because one of the things that's going to make people get very ugly very quickly is lack of food. And, and also just to say, if you are eating, um, poor, poor, making poor food choices, it will actually inhibit your uptake anyway of other vitamins and minerals. So whatever you've got in your body already, eating poor foods is, is going to make it, it make it much worse. And, if you're pregnant, your baby is going to grow based on what your nutrient stores are. And as your child grows, that child needs that to grow. So it's going to be more drawing from you. So this is why you see people that have lots and lots of pregnancies. Whereas there was this, that um, the more pregnancies you have, it will guard you against, um, you know, breast and uh, ovarian cancer. And there was a study, I think, where they took a lot of... Um, um, Italian nuns and they none of them obviously had children and they all got breasts and ovarian cancer because being pregnant does for a while give your ovaries and your breasts a rest of that high estrogen but um, the way it all works with your endocrine system but what what we're seeing now is that people that have multiple multiple pregnancies they get sick they get cancer later because what it does is it draws more and more and more from their body's reserves 
And unless they're hugely replenishing them, and remember what I've said, the foods of today, even organic, are already nutritionally deficient. So they're getting sick. So if you're um, planning on having a child, don't wait till you're pregnant to start stocking up your supplies in your body. Do it now. You know, start having an organic diet, start juicing, start getting all these heavy metal detox things into your body because um, your, your child, if you like, the eggs that make your child were in your grandmother. Because when, when your mother was pregnant with you, those eggs that she got pregnant with were in her, her mother. So these are all assaults that you've got to really be on top of your game. And, and for anyone who's saying, oh, that's not true, what's an indication of that? One in two will get cancer in their lifetime in the UK and in America. And that's set to rise to everybody. Um, everybody will have a cancer diagnosis in their lifetime. And don't believe any of these charities that say these ridiculous cancer charities that are in bed with Big Pharma. Big Pharma's giving them loads of money. That's a conflict of interest straight away. They don't want you to get better because they want you to keep using the drugs. But um, people don't survive cancer. Very, very few. It's some, uh, a 92,000 study I looked at, all of them that had chemotherapy at 10 years, less than 3% were alive. So one of the things that's going to stop you getting disease later is what you do now. And that includes your children. And remember, we, our children, we have to advocate for them. They'll eat what we put in front of them. So um, if you say, oh, my child won't eat that, I buy them a McDonald's because they won't eat that. Well, well who's, who's the facilitator there? Who's, who's providing these? You know, you are literally providing them with the drug. You're the drug pusher because you're, you're giving it to them. So it's up to us to lead by example. We eat healthy, they'll do it. Get your kids involved in growing them. Give your child a pot with some seeds and some compost and you watch their delight when they start to see it grow. They will love it and cherish it and take care of it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. In fact, um, one of the things that we did with the kids, see, my mom and dad used to fight with me over the table because I hated like green beans and stuff like that when I was a kid. Now I'll eat all that stuff. But um, it's funny. They would fight with me for 30 minutes, 45 minutes just to eat this little. And I was just like, uh, you know, I would gag and all this other stuff. With my kids, I was just like, okay, you don't want to eat that? Okay, you're not getting anything else, and the next time we eat, you'll be hungry. No no snacks, no nothing. You'll eat the next time because you'll be hungry. And eventually that <laughs> it kind of pays off. Now, they still have some pickiness about certain things. I think everybody does. But I think they learned that lesson real quick that I'm not going to fight with you. If you don't want to eat, that's fine. But in five minutes, don't ask for ice cream. Don't ask for this. Don't get all these kinds of things. Well, ice cream, listen, ice cream <laughs> has no place on anyone's table. If you want to make your ice cream, make it. Get an ice cream maker. They're cheap. Make it with organic cream, organic milk, put organic fruit yes. in it. But let me tell you, any ice cream you buy out the store, hate to break it to you folks, it's got antifreeze in it. That's you wouldn't gross. get antifreeze and make your child a drink and put it in there, would you? No, you wouldn't. But it's an ice cream. It's so uh, – the chemicals that are in ice cream are so carcinogenic. Listen, I've done it when I didn't realize any of this. A little tip I give to parents when they're feeding their children, and I did it with mine. We had a rule at our table. They didn't have to eat it, but it had to stay on their plate so that they could look at it. It had to stay on the plate. That was it. And then the next rule was they put it in their mouth. They don't have to swallow it. If they chew it and they don't like it, they are allowed to spit it back out onto the plate. But what happens is eventually they get used to the taste. Because all babies are born with a very bland palate. Breast milk has a slightly sweet taste of it. You give a baby anything initially and they won't eat it. 
they have a very, very bland palate. So they get, they, they start to acquire that taste for potato chips and salt and goodness knows what else. So, um, oh, that's the other thing, which is really, really, really important for everybody. Everybody needs to know this. Your cells have a very delicate balance of potassium and sodium. And I don't mean table salt. A very delicate balance. And the more salted foods you eat with that garbage, it pushes the potassium out of your cells. And what happens is your little cells, and we are just a bundle of cells rocking through space, um, your little cells become all swollen, edematous with water. They're completely swollen. And then what happens is your oxygen that you breathe in and then your sugar, natural sugar, come together and they create a little explosion, uh, a little bit of energy burst called uh, ATP adenosine triphosphate. What happens is that can't happen because the cell is completely full of water. So if you're eating loads of salty foods, that's why you get tired, you get sick. So you really should be eating potassium-rich foods, all your green leafy vegetables, um, red cabbage, green peppers, watercress, all the different lettuces, um, chard, chicory. Kale. Um, could, yeah, eat, uh, eat those. And then... And then if you're going to have salt, use Himalayan pink salt and just a little bit, just a little bit, just a couple of grinds. That's all you need. Um, so that's a really good thing. Not the nasty table salt. And if you look at even children's foods, even all your processed foods, they're full of salt and they're full of sugar. I mean, why do you need sugar in coleslaw? <laughs> and yet if you buy coleslaw from the shelf, yeah. it has sugar in it. Yeah. No, I, I know. There, those are things that we, we deal with. There's some other things, too, and I know we're going to do a show um, maybe next week, I don't know, on MSG and some things like that you want to talk about yeah. with, with people. Um, that is a big... That we'll, is we'll a, put ice cream in that as well. I'll go <laughs> the chemicals in ice cream. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some of those. But there's other things that people can use. Now, we got the, the pink Himalayan salt or whatever, and we use those kinds of things. We use the, um, the peppercorn kind of uh, uh, pepper instead of the, you know, the table stuff that you normally get. And um, and then there's for, for people who are looking to get away from you know this processed sugar and things. This is a simple thing to do too. They can go with a stevia, um, which I find to be sweeter than sugar, and it doesn't take as much to make something sweet. Um, I put that in the uh, kale drinks that I have, like kale and parsley and the blueberries and stuff like that. And I'll put just a tad of that in with that, and it makes it pretty sweet i mean just not even a half a teaspoon or something makes it really sweet so people can find these alternatives to things that they're normally using uh, but again why i i have to say I, I don't advise anyone to use those never never you know what i say to people is put a handful of sultanas in it use uh if you're making um foods that you want them to be sweet you know if you're making a cake use dates put some dates in your um and sultanas into your food processor and put that in. It makes it really sweet. Um, if you're making a juice, put an apple in it. That will make it sweet. If you're making, um, so I make apple and um, rhubarb crumble and, and rhubarb's really tart and sour. So what I do is I, I chop up um, some dates and I put that in. So I try and use, if you can't pull it off a bush, pull it out the ground or off a tree, should we be eating it? So my thing about stevia that you buy in the supermarket, again, is you're buying it in a packet. Why not just use, um, if you're making porridge, you can put honey in there. You can get an apple and grate the apple in. And then uh, at the end, so you see, you can use um, all of these natural fruits in there that will sweeten it. 
and they've got all the vitamins and minerals in them as well. Whereas you're also, you've got to remember that you're making your, I used to drink 15 cups of tea a day because I'm British. And when any, anything's going down, what do we do? We put the kettle on and have a cup of tea and it'll all be all right. Um, and first of all, tea is, but it, it massively increases your uptake of fluoride, but also it's full of, um, it robs you of iron. I haven't drank a cup of tea in eight, in eight almost nine years. And I went from one day having 15 cups of tea to the next day having none because I was doing the Gerson therapy. About two and a half years in, someone made me a cup of tea and the smell, first of all, made me, kind of caught me. When I went to sip it, the taste was horrific. And, and so there you see, I'd trained my palate yep. to, to not have it. Yeah. So when you're training your palate to have, to want sweet, because like I say, babies are born with a bland palate. So, so try and get away from that need to have something sweet because it is just a trained palate. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, this is the, the things that I was talking about. We have uh, stevia growing in the backyard. We have mint. We have, oh, there's a number of things. There's one of the things that's like a, my wife has this like a mint that tastes like, it almost tastes like chocolate. Uh, and the kids will oh, get yeah, up there yeah, and yeah. eat the leaves and then they'll come in and they'll they'll start making the kettle with tea at it with the with the mint um and stuff and so especially if they get like a sore throat or something they'll have that with a little lemon and a little honey or something like that so i get it i, I get those things and I, I the people in the chat room by the way are uh th they love you uh they appreciate the information you're giving and um and i, I think it's i think the i think the show is going to be a lot of help to a lot of people not that you haven't been doing that before and we're going to have a link to your youtube channel so people can check out those things we'll have i'll have nurse ratchet video will be on the archives and uh, we're also going to give um the interview video i'll have that up on the archive later today when we do uh when we archive the show on sons of liberty media.com uh we got about 50 seconds is there's uh, actually about 30 seconds you want to tell people let me give else? you a little tip a real good thing that you do once a week and it's going to kill all the bacteria it's going to be fantastic for your health everyone should do it you get a very small bulb, bulb, uh, garlic bulb it must be small really small one if it's not small you can measure that just a few cloves one inch of turmeric one inch of ginger two lemons shove it through a juicer and it makes a little shot you can put parsley in that as well if you wanted to knock it back once a week make sure you're next to the loo because when that hits the stomach you know all about it on an empty stomach <laughs> it will make the saliva literally pour from your mouth but just roll with it let it sink in and you can drink some water after it. But what it's going to do, it's a massive, massive antibacterial. And it's going to protect you. Okay. I put all my patients on it once a week. All right. That's all the time we got for today. Thank you, Nurse Kate. We appreciate you so much. And, you. Uh, and helping us out to be healthy. That's what we want to do. I mean, if my friend Bill says, if you're sick, you're out of the fight. We want to be healthy and used in the kingdom work. Guys, you guys have a great day. Great Lord's Day. And Lord willing, we'll see you on Monday. Adios.